1: Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Randy Braun of Something Major. Randy, it's awesome to have you on the show.
2: Gresh, thanks so much for having me.
1: No problem. Super excited to have you on. And before we jumped in, I want to read a little bit more about Randy, so you can hear about all the awesome things that she's doing. And specializing with women leaders and entrepreneurs, Randy is an executive coach, consultant, speaker, and the founder of Something Major. She has coached leaders from the Fortune 500 to small business businesses and startups. A thought leader on women's leadership, Randy has been featured by Forbes, The Washington Post, and Parents Magazine. Before founding so- Something Major, Randy was a sales leader with who generated tens of millions for a diverse portfolio of organizations, including nonprofits, publicly traded companies, and privately held companies as well, and also tech startups. Randy, are you ready to speak to the IMCO community?
2: Yeah, Gresh, thanks again. Really, really excited.
1: No problem, super excited to have you on. And before we jumped in, uh, what I wanted to do was just read and hear a little bit more about what I call your CEO story, what led you to get started with the business.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, Gresh, I am the accidental coach and the reluctant entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. I never dreamed about running my own business, although I love it now. Um, I had my two kids in two years and six days, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Um, but what was even crazier to a lot of people was that during that time, I doubled my compensation defying everything social science tells us should have happened to me with something called the maternity penalty. So Gresh, if you or your listeners aren't familiar, that's the phenomenon by which women's earning potential stagnates during their childbearing years. So as you can imagine, work kind of got around town. I was being asked to speak on panels. I was being asked to have coffee and breakfast and lunch and dinner with all these different women that I didn't even know. And what was really, uh, really apparent to me in all those conversations was that All these women, they didn't want to replicate exactly what I had done, but they were very, very intrigued in how I was able to make such a big leap in a moment where I shouldn't have been able to. So I started getting really interested in coaching, um, started training with an organization called CTI, and ultimately started this very small part-time engagement that got really big really quickly. And so in late 2019, I left my full-time job at Fiscal Note. Uh, I know some of your listeners here in the DMV region will know it. It is the district's largest homegrown startup to take my business something major full-time. And today, I really spend my time helping connect women and leaders to their dreams, to their goals, and helping them lead on purpose.
1: Awesome. I absolutely love that. I appreciate you for, for telling that story and, and even more about, you know, being able to kind of execute it. I, I say this often is that I think sometimes we don't always know that something's possible until we hear that somebody's able to do that so it's great that obviously you know you were able to do it yourself but as you said I'm sure so many people are trying to understand exactly how you were able to do it and then I feel like it becomes a lot more realistic maybe is the right word when you can hear somebody has actually been able to kind of do and, and excel in that in that time frame
2: you know, it was almost like a double-edged sword, right? Mm -hmm. Because people were so interested in hearing the story. In fact, I had what a lot of entrepreneurs dream of, which is I had a call from a major media outlet from Parents Magazine who had heard about me. Right. Um, And what happened was and this was something that really frustrated me and also really made me double down on thinking about this as a business was that I was so sick of people telling me that I was special or unique or I got lucky Um, because the truth is I didn't get lucky. I was not special, but my story wasn't common enough. Um, And that's really been a guiding light for me in really debunking the myth that big things only happen to some people. It's really about working to understand what's going to be your big thing or what I call my clients. What's your something major moment, right? Um, And helping them get there because what they want is different than what I want, It's different than the client I have after them. And that's also what keeps my job really fun and exciting.
1: Yeah, absolutely, that that makes so much sense. And you know, I I was thinking about um, a big um, sports guy and a lot of times you have, uh, in history, I guess they used to have, they had the four minute mile and nobody could ever break the four minute mile until somebody broke the four minute mile. And when they did it, they're unique. But then after that happens, person upon person upon person started to be able to do that, do something major so that they were able to see exactly how it was being done rather than say it couldn't be done. So I um I absolutely love that. So I, I know we touched on it a little bit, but I wanted you to take us through uh, something major. Could you take us through how you serve your clients and, and, and the people that you work with?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So there are really three parts of my business. I do coaching, consulting, and speaking. So in my coaching practice, I really work to connect working women and working mothers to their dreams and help them lead with purpose and intention in their professional and their personal lives. Because I'm a recovering salesperson, it's like you can take me out of sales, but you can't take the sales out of me. Um, I also do a lot of business coaching for women entrepreneurs, which is something I'm so, so passionate about. I also do consulting and program building. So I work with companies, trade associations, um, even embassies to help them build programs that help retain and engage their women stakeholders, whether those are internal audiences of employees um, or external audiences of members in really helping them align, you know, what's your messaging about what it means, Scratch, to affiliate with you as a woman in leadership, which is really, really fun and exciting work. And then the last thing is I do a lot of speaking and a lot of talking. Um, So that's everything from retreats, conferences, coming in and training teams. Um, And it's the best part of my job because I feel like I get, you know, basically paid to just talk about the things that I'm passionate about. So that's women's leadership and professional advancement. It's thriving and working parenthood, business development you know, meaningful professional relationships and how you develop those. Um, And so it's my favorite part of my work in some ways um, because it really allows me to scale the message to a lot of different people. Um, But of course they're all interrelated, right? Um, Because the coaching work is just the most kind of intimate and personal work that I do. And then of course the consulting work kind of combines all those things together. So just really, really fun. Every day is different, Um, but just really, really feel blessed that I get to wake up and be myself every morning
1: yeah absolutely and, and I think that's it, it gives people power and a reminder to be themselves as well too, which is what I love and and I, I love how you kind of broke each of those aspects down because it kind of sounded like that and I was going to say that where you had the more intimate uh kind of interaction to the more like widespread interaction, but either uh, well, all of them, I should say, are, are all kind of impactful because you really get that that way to communicate in so many different aspects and, and fashion. So I definitely um, appreciate you for breaking that down. And, and then so I wanted to ask you now for what I call your secret sauce. And this could be for yourself or your business. But what do you feel kind of sets you apart and makes you unique?
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's such a funny question, Gresh. I could tell you the secret sauce for each one of my clients, Um, but even me as somebody who's a coach, it is, it's so funny to think about those things. You know, what's the thing, your secret sauce that comes so naturally to you, right? Part of the reason it comes naturally to you is because it's so organic. Um, And, you know, it's interesting I get this feedback all the time from my clients that I'm such an individualizer for them. But really, and it's my advice to all entrepreneurs, especially those in any kind of a professional services or consulting role like I am, you know, part of what makes my sauce secret or special is I'm just so unapologetically myself. Um, so I'm quirky, I'm funny, I'm silly, I'm curious. And I don't try and pretend that I'm not any of those things. And so what really makes a meaningful difference in my business is that people talk to me for 30 minutes and they feel like they know who I am. And because they know who I am, they want to continue the conversation. They trust me. We build rapport really quickly. And then the other part of it as well, you know, the other ingredients in my secret sauce is, you know, my experience at the intersection of revenue and relationships. So I came to my coaching business from a career in fundraising and business development. You know, I am a addicted to people and great conversations. My husband said that, you know, it is like a true issue how much I talk to strangers. Um, (laughs) But you know, I think a lot of times you can be a great conversationalist, but it's the rigor of that business development experience and background, right? I know how to continue a great conversation and move it through the sales pipeline. Mm. And it's one of the things I really enjoy teaching entrepreneurs how to do as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's an extremely uh, powerful thing. And I I wanted to switch gears a little bit, and I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book, or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient?
2: I mean, besides being a black belt in time management.
1: uh... (laughs) (laughs) Always important.
2: Yeah. Well, listen, I'm a working mom of two under four and, um, I was, I joke, I was always good at time management before having two kids made me even better at it. Um, and so much more efficient and effective and also really territorial about how I hold time sacred for myself, um, for my business and the things I care about. But you know, the other thing is it's really a framework. Um, that, I, or like rather a lens brush that I look at everything through, which is I am all about optimization, not remediation.
1: Yeah, that's extremely powerful. I, I love that. So I, I wanted to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So that could be a word of wisdom or piece of advice. It might be something you would tell a client, or if you hopped into a time machine, you might tell your younger business self.
2: It's such a great question. You know, what I would tell any client from a business development perspective, is it's not about you. It's something I learned in sales, and it's even more important in coaching. It's the biggest mistake that I see when entrepreneurs and CEOs are trying to scale up the sales of their business, is that they're hitting the market with all of the things that they're excited about, that they care about. And they're not taking the time, especially in that pitch meeting, to ask the client, what's important to you? What's valuable to you? Because you're so much more authentic. You're so much more effective when you can sync the client's needs with your message and offering versus leading to the client, which is like, these are all the things I care about. Is it a fit for you or not? Right? I mean, that's how you build meaningful business relationships.
1: Yeah, that's, that's so powerful. It's so funny because you were taking me back. I, I, um, I've had sales jobs and I remember I did like a three week training. And I remember one of the big things that they told us not to do, which everybody does, is you have so much information and so much knowledge about what it is that you do. The very first time you sit down in front of a client, you're just going to throw up all the information and knowledge rather than having a conversation and actually speaking to and meeting the person where they are. And potentially, you know, your product or service or whatever it is, is a, a solution to what they're looking for. But so many times we're just losing sight of why we're doing what we're doing and exactly having a conversation and providing a solution to the people that we're trying to to help.
2: Totally, I mean, you do not win, you know, the deal or you do not maximize the contract value if you are reading off a script or using some kind of scale pitch deck that could could be given to any client, right? right? It's really about using your gifts, your services, your values, your partnerships, to help them solve a problem, right? Um, what is it that they want to get out of it? And by the way, Gresh, I'm a huge believer that we really earn karma points, we get this like life dividend, when we're able to sit down with a client and say, you know what, client, I'm actually not the best fit for you. Here's my colleague, or here's this product, they're a better fit for you. Now, you don't want to hopefully have that conversation 10 times a week, but it's okay to not be the right fit for somebody. The worst thing in the world is to over-promise and underdeliver. Um, And I know that's something that was important to me in my sales career. And it's something that I get constant feedback from my clients, especially like larger organizations and corporations, That they feel like they can come to me as a trusted advisor and a thought partner because I'm not trying to sell them every time they ask me a question. I am like a referral machine when it comes to something, when they need something that I can't offer. And it's something that actually makes me more valuable to them rather than less valuable. Um, But I know a lot of us feel scared, especially as the CEO, when we don't have the answers.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And as you said, there's great power in being able to say, you know, maybe we're not the right fit or even, uh, even more powerful. If someone asks you a question, you just say, actually, I don't know, but I can check on that. Or maybe I can find somebody who might be able to to provide that answer. As you said, you get those karma points and those karma points add up to really phenomenal uh, things. So I I, I appreciate that. And uh, I wanted to ask you now my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Randy, what does a CEO mean to you?
2: It's such a great question, right? Like, what is being a CEO? And to me, being a CEO is being the most authentic and effective leader that you can be. So I'm a huge believer that, like, you can be the CEO of your own world and life and still work for somebody else, right? To me, you are truly the chief executive officer when you are living and working with intention and with a focus on impact.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm a believer of that as well, too, is that, you know, when you are and have those kind of North Stars or those actions that you're doing towards that, um, whether you're working in a position or you have the quote unquote CEO title or the CFO or the employee, whatever that might be, you still have that that way and that ability to make an impact. And I think when you cover yourself accordingly, you really have that opportunity to truly see phenomenal things happen. So I truly appreciate that definition. I appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do is pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you can let our readers and listeners know, and of course, how best they can get a hold of you and find out about all the awesome things you're working on.
2: Absolutely. And Gresh, thanks. It's been such a fabulous conversation chatting with you. You know, your listeners and readers can get in touch with me on my website, www.somethingmajorcoaching.com. If you go to the insights tab of my website, there's all sorts of free and on-demand resources for how you can live your best work life. Um, And I really encourage folks to check out the website if they want to figure out how to contact me via email uh, or via social. I'm also going to be kicking off another business development boot camp that I do in the fall um, in a few weeks in September. So you can reach out to me to learn more information there. And Gresh, it's just been such a pleasure chatting with you, and I really look forward to doing this again.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm definitely looking forward to it as well. And I appreciate you again. We will have all the links and information in the show notes. And Randy, I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day.